You're listening to The Better Man Podcast, becoming life-giving men together. All right, well, welcome to The Better Man Podcast, Chris. Good to be with you again today. So I like today's subject. Uh, We're going to talk about courage. And this really uh, came about for a couple different reasons, but there's a new product that Better Man has. You want to talk real quickly about that because that's going to be coming out soon and part of why we're going to be talking about courage today. Absolutely. So Better Man is so excited. Um, After four years of running hard with Better Man Core and seeing the success behind Better Man Core, the 11-week study, on December 19th, we're launching our first piece of new content called Better Man Defined. Mm. And it's a series of four five-week studies that unpack our biblical definition of manhood. The four W's. And the first W is how to courageously follow God's Word. Yeah. So uh, super excited. Be on the lookout for that. December 19th, um, all the video teaching, the downloadable workbooks, it'll all be on betterman.com. That's right. I love that. Well, you guys have been going around teaching this a little bit uh, on how to courageously follow God's Word. And obviously, anytime we're talking about God's Word, it's it's helpful, that's good, men are responding well to that. But you're also a little surprised, right? Because they're latching on to another word there, and what's what's that other word that they're latching on to? Yeah, man, they're latching on to courage. Um, just unpacking what courage is, what courage looks like, how courage manifests in your life. Um, men are going deep and asking a lot of questions about this concept of courage. Yeah, so what, what uh, you know, uh, pops into your mind... I'm thinking of like in uh, that psychology class we took in college, where like empty your mind. What do you see when you think of this? So courage pops into your mind, or you hear the word courage. What image comes to your mind? Yeah, immediately for me, it's Chuck Norris. Um, <laughs> yes. Just just because I grew Chuck. up, I grew up in the '80s and and early '90s watching all those you know B-rated Chuck Norris yeah. movies, yes. <laughs> where so he cool. had um, one gun but unlimited ammunition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, where does all the ammo keep coming from? That's right. But uh, that's when you say courage, that's probably the first image that pops in my mind. That's I don't know what that it, says about me, but well, it's it's greatness. It says I like you a lot more now, knowing that Chuck Norris comes into your mind. There, I'll go. Uh, Braveheart probably pops into my mind, or Gladiator. Right? It's just this larger than life image of a man who looks nothing like me. Right. And lives a life that I do not live. Uh, that's what I think of with courage. But I do remember, and you and I were talking about this before I, we hit record, I remember the first time I read a definition of courage, and I was like, oh, right? That's not what I thought it was. And so let's just do that. Define it. What, when, you, when we talk about courage, what is it? Yeah, so, and I love, I love this definition. I love the way Better Man goes about it. Um, we talk about courage not being not lacking fear, but moving forward in spite of your fear. And then G.K. Chesterton, my favorite uh, cash Catholic bishop of all time, um, I love what he said about courage. He said courage is kind of an oxymoron. He said because to be courageous, one has to have a strong desire for life, but a willingness to think carelessly about death. And I thought that was so good, right? A strong desire for life, but but just to possess this carelessness about death, um, which is why when I think about, um, aside from Chuck Norris, you know, the most courageous man, and probably apart from Jesus, was the Apostle Paul. You know, uh, the worst prisoner ever. They would look at Paul and say, "We're going to lock you up forever," and Paul would say, "That's cool to live as Christ." They'd say, "Well, never mind. We're going to kill you." 
and he'd say, oh, okay, today's game, right? Yeah. <laughs> just and, and and when I think you about can't somebody, hurt me. yeah, you yeah. can't hurt me when yeah. I think about somebody courageous, right? That has a strong desire for life, but then just carelessly thinks about death. Um, uh, that's the Apostle Paul. It really is, and yeah. That, so we do have great examples, right? So yeah, maybe they're not making the movies like Gladiator or uh, Unlimited Ammunition, like Chuck Norris. Not to take anything away from those men. <laughs> that's right. But I like what you're saying because that feels so real. Because I, I, again, what I thought of with courage was if I ever feel the emotion of fear, then I'm not being courageous. Mm. So it's doing something while feeling very brave or like I don't care. This is I'm not scared right. of this. And so I would have evaluated my life and say, well, I don't probably exhibit a lot of courage because maybe I do feel a lot of fear at different points in my life. And so to read that definition and to hear what you're saying, that no, it's moving forward in spite of the fear, was like, oh, well, I, I do that all the time, right? And so that's very empowering to know that there is some courage. So why, why is it, uh, or is, it, is, it, uh, is there a lot of courage in the world right now that you see today? Yeah, you know... I think there is. There's a lot of people doing courageous things. Uh, but when we think about society, when we think about media, they don't necessarily portray good courage, right? I think a lot of the courage they want to portray is is the courage you're talking about. Kind of this this flippant regard for um, you know anyone or anything, and I'm just going to move forward. Um, uh, absent of fear, right? Which is just foolishness. Like, like nobody really does that. And and if you are doing that, well, it's a false courage, right? Really, it's um, it's probably just utter selfishness. At the end of the day, um, fear is uh, a good thing, you know. Um, fear is often the only way I know I'm alive. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah. like I, I can think about times when you said, "Man, Chris, when are you most alive?" It's when I'm feeling like some insurmountable fear yeah right yeah. but then it's that it's that courage it's that conviction it's that power to god to to move in that you know and 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 a lot of that is 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 grounded i think in the gospel so what i say by that and and the colson center does a wonderful job with this you know when we think about the gospel narrative and the arc of the gospel today it's four parts and typically they're described as creation fall redemption, and consummation. Um, that's great. I love what Philip Ryken says. Philip Ryken kind of shortens that, and he says it's creation, fall, grace, glory. And 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 I love that arc, so we're going to run with that, creation, fall, grace, glory. But, but here's what happens, especially in the Western church. Most of us who have grown up in the church, the impetus has been on fall and grace. It's been on sin and Jesus, right? So we know... Um, what we're saved from, our sin, and we know what we're saved by or who we're saved by, which is Jesus. But what we don't talk about enough is what we were created for and what we're being saved to, which is the rest of the narrative, right? It's half the narrative. So so a lot of men today, okay, I know I'm saved from my sin. I know I'm saved by Jesus. A lot of men don't know what they were created for, and most, I would argue, don't know what they're being saved to. And it's, it's what I'm being saved to that gives me that courage, that future grace, and that future glory that's coming. Like, like if I believe in that, man, I can do all things yep. in yep. Christ, yep. right? That's right. Yeah, and I like that. And so, you know, this, this lack of courage then sometimes may come almost uh, ignorantly, right? Where it's uh, because I'm, I'm missing the full story of the gospel and I don't know what I was saved to— 
And so it's like, well, good to know that my uh, I've got a fire insurance policy, right? Good to know that I'm going to be in heaven. So I guess I'll just go on about my life now and just do whatever it is that I want to do. And now we get some sense of adventure, some sense of journey, some sense of of uh, being a hero on a mission. With you know, obviously the ultimate hero being God and Jesus, but but we still get to partake in that. We now get to be a part of that mission, and there's something that we're called to. Uh, in all of this, and that can take some courage. Oh, it right? does, and and not only do we get to take part in the mission, but we get to take part in the mission on the side that ultimately wins. Oh, that's good. And we know that, yeah. right? Yeah. I love what Malcolm Gladwell wrote in um, David and Goliath, You know, one of his leadership books. He, he talks about how the Western Church has the narrative of David and Goliath wrong. We always look at David as the underdog, you know, this this little shepherd boy who couldn't bear the weight of the king's armor who has to go face the giant. Well, David wasn't the underdog because David was on the side of God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, like David was the winner um, uh, because he was on God's side, right? And that, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't some fleeting, you know, invincibility, uh, braveheart moment that led him to face off against Goliath. It was the truth of God's word that he said, I can stand against this because if, if, if I'm for God, who can be against me, right? It's just this beautiful, this beautiful understanding of, man, I can, I can face my fear. I can walk in doubt. I can even run headlong into danger because I know at the end of the day, um, I'm God. Yep. You know, and he's mine. That's right. And, and we've won. That's right. And, and we balance some of that, and I like how you're trying to balance that or, or bringing that out with, this isn't reckless. Like, uh, when you drive home today, you're still going to buckle your seatbelt, right? Because we want to be wise. And so this isn't just being reckless. Like, I'm just going to be courageous. I just do whatever I want, right? right? That kind of stuff. And so... Uh, which which there can be some some art, if you will, to that. I don't like using that phrase with all of this, but um, but it isn't being reckless, but it is knowing that that God's got you, right? So that you can move forward despite any of the fear that you feel in the midst of that. So talk about now the connection between uh, being courageous and following God's word, right? Because and and why does that take courage? to move forward despite the fear that you may have, even when it comes to following God's Word? Yeah, great question, brother. Those two things have to go hand in hand, because following God's Word is not popular. You know, And in many ways, following God's Word is dangerous. Maybe not so much here in the West as it is in other places, but it's getting increasingly more and more dangerous even here in the West. So if you're going to, to live out the pericopes and the truths of Scripture, it's going to take a measure of courage to do that. Um, you're not going to be popular. Uh, you're probably not going to be in the majority uh, most of the time. Uh, it may cost you something. As a matter of fact, Jesus says it will cost us something if we're going to run hard after him. So so to follow his word and to, to put the principles of his word uh, to practice in your life, uh, you have to have courage. Yeah. Now, have you, as you've been going around sharing this message with men and they're latching onto this word courage, what are some of the questions they're asking or some of the comments they're making? Is it similar to me where it was, I had no clue that it was moving, like me feeling fear was almost a prerequisite to be courageous, right? Like, I can't be courageous if there's no fear. Uh, is it comments like that, or, or what are some of the questions you're getting? Yeah, that's great. So that's probably the main thing. Yeah. Men are just waking up to this fact that, you know, because I feel fearful, man, that, that makes me courageous, right? As a matter of fact, it's like you said, the fear is what is driving the courage because now the fear is the motivator, right? The question becomes, I'm fearful, will I move forward? 
And as men see that, um, they're starting to see that you don't have to be Chuck Norris. You know, you don't have to have a black belt, right? You don't have to be a weightlifter to, to be a courageous man. So, so that's the first thing. And then the second thing we get all the time is, okay, how does this manifest, manifest itself in our lives, right? So how do we then, then move in this courage? And, and what, I, what I tell men all the time is, is I have four questions that any situation I go into that I am mentally asking myself that relate directly to courage. Um, again, I'm not saying these out loud. This is a mental exercise that I try to do, whether I'm walking into the studio to, to record a podcast or I'm walking into a basketball game, right? I'm asking myself these questions. The first is, what is missing from this situation that Chris can add? You know, I have gifts. I have talents that the Lord has given me. Um, I'm in a situation where, where something may be missing that I can bring something to the table, and I got to have enough courage to do that, yeah. right? The second question I'm asking is, is, is there anything broken that I can fix? And, and maybe, that's a, maybe that's a flat tire, someone on the side of the road, or maybe it's a broken heart, right? And the Lord has put me in that situation to respond and to act and to fix that thing. You've got to have the courage to do that. Um, you know, you pass somebody, you pass a, a lady on the side of the road whose cars broke down, man. That's a, you know... That's just not laziness. That's an absence of courage. Like, stop and help, right? So is there something broken that, that I can fix? The third thing is, is there something evil going on here that I can destroy? And whether that's, whether that's gossip around the office that gets to you and you're to kill that gossip when it gets to you, or whether it's, it's like real evil manifesting itself in, in public and someone getting hurt, like, like I'll never forget a couple of months ago, um, I think it went viral on a New York City subway, like, like a woman was being sexually abused. And people stood there with a camera and filmed it. And I'm, I'm watching this thinking, man, where, where are all the men like interjecting themselves into the situation, like protecting her, right? So, so is there evil happening that I can destroy? And then the fourth question I ask myself, which is my favorite, is there something good happening that I can preserve? Is there something good happening that I can preserve and that I can replicate and I can put back out into the world? So, so I have this little mental exercise when it comes to courageous. If, if Chris is going to be courage, I'm walking into a situation, man, is there something missing I can add, something broke I can fix, something evil I can destroy, something good I can preserve. And sometimes it's none of those things. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's two or three of those things. Yeah. What would be the most common one do you see yourself going? All right, this is my moment to step up and be courageous. Yeah. So, so as a man, it, it's it's often because we live in a broken world. Yeah. There, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be fixed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, I'm not I'm not super handy, and and you know, I'm only really good at just a few things. So yeah. I can't fix everything. Yeah. Um. But man, I can listen. I can be present. Um, uh, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of broken hearts and a lot of broken sinks and a lot of broken yeah. cars that, yeah. that need men to step up and, and repair things. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, courage is biblical, which means it's not distinctively masculine, right? It's not just for men. Uh, and, um, shout out to just for men, the, uh, hair care product, Come if on. they want to sponsor this episode, go for it. But, <laughs> but, uh, so it's not just for men, but this is something that I think men should be leaders in agree, mm-hmm. disagree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And I also think, <clears throat> excuse me, men leading out in courage is a catalyst for other 
people and, and other genders to lead out. Um, there's obviously courageous women all over the world. There's courageous women in Scripture. As you said, uh, courage is not a, a, a gender-specific thing. You know, it's gender-neutral. Uh, but I do think there is a call upon men to lead out in courage. As a matter of fact, Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, um, he tells the men, um, be strong. And then he says, act like men. A lot of translations translate that into be courageous. Uh, the phrase is synonymous. Act like men and be courageous is synonymous in Scripture. So yeah. I do think it has a, um, for lack of a better term, a manly origin. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I like that. And then even at the end there of that First Corinthians passage you're talking about in 16, uh, 13, and 14, and do everything in love. Right, and so it's like it, it's like it's gender bending sometimes when we emulate our Savior, because uh, there's very masculine things we do the the courage, and then there would be maybe a little bit more of a feminine thing of doing everything in love. And I just love how it how it's all of those things, right? And and it is uh, it's a great it's so great to have both of those there, and how Paul uh, in writing that was putting both of those right there in the same in the same sentence with that or in the same passage. It's really good. That's that's such good insight, Adam. And and often the most courageous thing we can do is love somebody. You know, uh, especially uh, demonstrated in the cross. You know, I can't think of a more courageous act in the history of history than than Jesus Christ laying down his life on the cross. I mean, how much how much courage did that take? Um, in the face of fear, like when he's in the garden and saying, Lord, if this cup can pass, let it pass. Like, don't think there wasn't any fear or doubt all mingled into his tears and sweating blood. I mean, come on. Uh, but yet, the Bible says his face was set like flint on Calvary. He would not be moved. That's right. Man, I love that. That's right. Okay, last two thoughts here as we wrap up this this uh, this conversation here is, so... Knowing this definition of courage to move forward despite fear brings some new insight into what it means to encourage one another, right? And you talked about how courage can be contagious, and I like that idea. And so just wrap this up, just talking about how when we do act in courage, it feels very lonely. That's some of the fear that you may feel, like I'm, I'm alone in uh, doing this action or moving forward despite it. But we do get to, our act of courage can encourage others to act courageously, right, to do, to do that. And so it's just part of the beauty of the church and what we get to do in, in doing this life together with one another. Do you see that play out in, in uh, some of, the, uh, of your life recently? Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, I want to reiterate that that's a part of God's design. You know, all throughout the Old Testament, it's interesting. Go back and read about some of the battle scenes in the Old Testament. And right before they launch into battle, God gives them an out and says, if any man is fearful, go home, lest you should make your brother fearful. Right? So the inverse is true, too. Fear is yes, contagious. Yes. Right? So, but, See also 2020. That's right. right that's right. Yes, yeah. spreads like wildfire, yeah. right? So this idea that that courage begets courage and, and it inspires courage, man, you, you see it all the time. You see it in, in athletics, right? You see it, you see it in politics when, when people stand up to do the right thing. You know, I call it um, reverse peer pressure, right? So, so someone stands up to do the right thing, and then other people come behind them and say, "You know what? That is the right thing, and let yeah. and let's do that." Yeah. But it takes that that takes that one 
takes that initial step for somebody in the in the face of in the face of fear, in the face of ridicule, in the face of whatever's coming their way to take that step forward and say, say, come with me. And what you'll discover is there are people out there willing to follow, ready to follow in doing what's right. Yep. It just takes that one person, right? And so somebody listening to this, uh, hopefully you're feeling the relief that you and I felt at some point in our life, realizing that just because you're afraid to do something uh, doesn't make you a wimp. It doesn't make you less of a man. Uh, fear is good at times. It is natural. It is, it is, uh, it's maybe unhealthy to not feel any fear you know, at times in your life. That could that could signal a dysfunction almost, right? That if you're never feeling fear, but we move forward despite it. Yeah. Man, right? what that great story, the Wizard of Oz, right? Yeah. So Dorothy stumbles upon the lion and the lion wants courage. Right. But what he has to do is go meet the wizard. So he finally meets the wizard and the wizard's like, I can't give you courage, but you've experienced courage through the journey of getting here. Yeah. Right? And I love that imagery, right? So uh, and he realizes, man, like when I was fighting the bats and fighting the witch and like I was being courageous, right? So courage is found on the journey, man. We just got to be willing to go see the wizard. <laughs> yep, that's so good. I like that. I like that. That's awesome. Well, Chris, we're going to come back to this in a, in a couple future episodes here as we continue to unpack uh, how we can live courageously, specifically in the fight against sin here in a couple of weeks. But uh, as always, great conversation today. Great to be with you. Man, Adam, I appreciate it. Have a great day, bro.